does your stomach feel? It feels a little bit better, actually. I think that weed helped, and I think that water helped. How much water have you had today? I mean, definitely not enough. I didn't have any water really yesterday, either. But Kristen's walking around with a fucking canteen, like she's in the desert about to die of dehydration. But I love it, though, because I see it, I'm just like, yes, girl, smart, smart. Well, this, yeah. That's how you live. I usually drink like one of these in the morning, so it's kind of, I feel kind of like worn out now. If it were fashionable, I would wear a camel pack every day and just like take my little sips when I need to. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is that the uh, toilet at work is awful. So it's like trying to stay hydrated, but try not to have to pee that much. Right. Well, I, you know. You do what you can. I just had, like, coffee this morning, so I'm, like, super... I should be more awake than I am. I'm just out of fucking shape, man. I think I'm honestly getting super out of shape by not having to leave the house to go to work. I mean, that's an easy thing to have happen. Like, I looked at my phone to see what my monthly... Or, or yeah, like, see what my monthly average has been, because we're kind of, like, past the midpoint. We're in the latter part of January. I'm just like, well, let's see how many... I know I've gone running some days for, like three to four miles so it's probably pretty my average is probably pretty solid but literally i'm so sedentary i walk like less than a thousand steps per day some days because i'm just working i like yeah wake up make coffee walk over to my desk sit at my desk for four to five hours then i get up make lunch clean up you come home. I haven't moved, and then I then I get tired just because I, my brain has been awake. But I'm not like moving as much. Why don't you um, do some yoga in the morning? You used to. Well, yeah, I yoga, mean, yoga. I do do yoga most mornings, most okay. wor- most weekdays. But the You're getting pro- a little one. But the problem is that I'm like not as active. Like you just even want just inherently walking. Yeah, when, inherently when I lived in Columbus. I was able to just get up, mm-hmm. walk somewhere to work and back, and I would like it was it was not a f- close walk, but it wasn't like too far to like be exhausting. Yeah. But I'd walk like five miles every day, I and that like, shit fucking adds up. I feel like you need to. Um, I feel, well, I feel the, like. The issue is so here's my so obviously I have a problem. I need to solve it. To get kind of back to where I was. Running was the option, you know, that I was doing for a while. But then my shoes have kind of gotten... My running shoes have gotten kind of shitty. So, I... And my my legs have literally been hurting. So, I just am like, alright. I'm going to just pat out these shoes. Do my best to stretch. Rub Ben Gay on my shins. Like an old man. And just suck it up and do it. But I don't know if it's, like, damaging my legs or anything. Well, running is... Well, you've talked about running before where it's, like, hurting you. I think you need new running shoes. And I think you need um, some uh, weed cream. The guy yeah, the some counter, CBD lotion. Yeah, the That's ca- what I wanted. The but guy, that guy was so stoned today at the weed store. Yeah, he sucked. He, he, they usually do me right there, but this he guy... He forgot the, my, my thing that I get. Yeah, and I, I was like, all right, here we go. And then, um, yeah, he just didn't put it in the bag. He didn't charge me for it, which is great. But well, No, next. he just was like, these are great, man. You're going to love them. And then, like, spaced out. Yeah, definitely. 
If I had checked the bag, I'd have just walked in and just been like, um, yeah, he fucked it up. Yeah. Um. How are you feeling? So sleepy. <laughs> I, I didn't get enough sleep last night, to be honest What with happened? You. Well, it just was late. It was like 1.30. I, we went to bed. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I didn't like... I didn't, like, sleepwalk, but I definitely was, like, half asleep in the action of walking to the kitchen, getting a glass of water, and coming back. And I did that at, like, probably 4 a.m. Okay. And I remember because the light was on on the TV. Oh, it's got to turn the TV off? Yeah, we were watching Bob Ross, and it just, like, went over the blue, bright, bright blue screen. And I am... And I was like, turn it, you gotta turn it off. Like, where are the fucking remotes? And I was like, trying to turn it off. You couldn't get it off? No, I couldn't couldn't get off. (laughs) You couldn't get the TV off, man? Come on. Oh, so no, I'm fucking tired and I'm trying to wake (laughs) up. This is a cane train, this is Gibby Kane. And I'm Pat Kane, and we're here to fucking start your week off right. It's Monday if you're listening to this when this episode comes out. Maybe you are. I actually thought. I need to just promote. I usually try to keep my Instagram pure, but I need to put a Cantrain episode like post up there. I don't know why you haven't. You're like, why don't you just take a selfie and promote it? I'm like, because I, not that many people, one like my selfies, and not that many people do, would give two shits about me promoting something. But uh, you have far more of a following that would be interested. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm always right. All right, I'll do a pu- I'll do something. I'll I'll do I'll, I gotta do something. Pour yourself out. Come on, let's go. I'm trying to do something with this podcast. I know we talked about not doing like a Patreon, and I don't want to do that. But I don't, I don't know. I just want to like take it more seriously. So I don't mean like maybe making a money thing, but yeah, necessarily. I prefer- I wouldn't be opposed to selling shirts. Like if you had a like you know. Yeah, we'll never ask like for a funny money catchphrase. To, like, do the we podcast. can make a shirt of it. I don't... Girl, bye. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> it's not my Oh, do you want to say... you want to talk about the D-list celebrity we saw today? Ah, uh, D-list for sure. Uh, we, as we were walking around in Studio City buying weed and Susie cakes, uh, who but other than... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I saw somebody coming and I was like, oh, that's an ugly woman. Oh. That's like a, that's like an ugly woman with like horrible plastic surgery, and then and she was real short, and I was like, why does she have such a huge entourage of people around her? And I was like, wait a minute, is that? And then your back was turned, so you you didn't say or look up or do anything. She just walked by you, I think. But who was it? Black China. Yeah. Well, I saw her from behind, and I can confirm that it was unmistakably. The silhouette of Black China. She's weird looking, man. She looks like an alien. I think she looks like a fucking alien. I mean, no hate, but her eyes are just so incredibly far apart. They're so, so far apart. I've never seen that on somebody, like, ever. She had a full entourage around her. She had a waist trainer, like the fucking Kardashians. And an entourage of people, and she started, like, trying to jog but it was so obvious that this isn't a woman who jogs and the, and trying, the girls to around shade, her, trying to keep up to that new year's resolution <laughs> the girls around here were not into it yeah it was funny it was funny because it's like fucking black china 
in Studio City. So you heard it here first, guys. I know. Definitely broke. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that was fun. So another Kind of fun. I didn't see any celebrities yesterday, but I did go to Beverly Hills with my cousin. And you. I love Beverly Hills. I don't give a fuck. I love Rodeo Drive because I just... It's touristy. It's not really like... Like, a lot of rich people go there to shop, obviously, but those people are, like, renting out the upstairs and having some people privately, like, their stylist is either going to them in their house with all that shit, or they're, like, renting out the top space so that they'll sh- show them a piece of jewelry that they think they'll like for 30000 minimum. Yeah. It's more like 60000 but... Yeah, like, a bracelet. So, like... I love it because I love pretending, but like, right. I just think it's a nice place too, because it's clean. I literally saw a woman walking with her husband, she's got this tiny little dog, and we're sitting there and watching them, and this dog just proceeds to piss <laughs> on the sidewalk. Now, yeah. this is like where, um... I like that that's all it takes to get me to laugh, I'm like... This, this is like across from the Wilshire Hotel, and it's like in that in that like place where Tiffany's is, like all the jewelry shops. So yeah. this isn't where cars are going. This is just like a little pathway. And I shit you not, and we were, we were laughing because we were like, "Oh my god, really, bitch!" And she walks into this jewelry shop, and she comes down with a handful of paper towels, and I. Kid you not, she goes over and she mops up her dog's piss. Wow. You're yeah. kidding me. Yeah. It's, that happened. And I and we were watching it. Good for her. And we were like... Wow, that's crazy. I was like, wow. That was a really polite thing to do. But the best part, there was a woman in just like, just with bags... Like, very wealthy, clearly. Yeah. And she just stepped right into it. And then she, like, looked confused and, like, looked down and then disgusted. So, the damage was already done. Uh, that's funny. But that woman, I thought, was extremely polite. Yeah, I mean, well... It was also kind of gross. I bet if I bet if she lives there yeah. with her husband and dog, she doesn't want to be caught. She doesn't want to be, like, the talk of the town. Talk of Beverly you Hills because she... Maybe. I mean, I think it was think more about like it. she just was a nice tourist. <laughs> I think she was just like, this is a really nice. I think if somebody was fucking loaded and. So she looked like it's. She didn't look like a, uh, she, a local. She, she didn't. Beverly Hills. I mean, resident. she just was a well dressed tourist. It's hard to say, but she didn't. I would not wipe my fucking dog's pisses I mean, up she, if it pissed like in the Vatican, man. Like, I, I mean, especially wouldn't clean yeah, it up. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's just. You picked shit up. I mean,. People don't. I always well, think... Well, you pick up I, shit, but, like... Nah, piss, people piss, you're do like, not pick up shit. Well, you're supposed to pick up shit, but, like, piss, you're just like, eh, it'll dry. You know what I mean? Like, There's that's fucking shit. There is, there is like, uh, like tons, like, in weight of, of dog fecal matter on the streets, like, right now. Oh. It's, like, a weird cultural thing that nobody's accountable to well, fucking turds. Well, that's just because we live in Valley Village. No, it's everywhere. It's anywhere people have those fucking dogs that they people love. People with the little dogs, they're just like, fuck it. 
they like see it they don't think they don't really care pick up after your fucking dog if it shits because people use I know people don't use them maybe as much as they do in like New York City but when I'm running Mm -hmm. literally like my route around our neighborhood there's fucking just I'm constantly I, I usually used to like look up to kind of see if there were pedestrians coming which I do do or cars you do do I do do. You do do. <laughs> I do do. <laughs> you knew I did do. Um, but there, I constantly have to walk out, watch out for bombs, man. There's, they're everywhere. I mean, try, try not to be a dick. That's my thing. Um, speaking of shit, everybody poops. Um, I can't stop thinking of Swiss Army Man. Yeah, a movie from two years ago. Right? I cannot stop. Or thinking maybe about it was it. like, maybe it's just a year old, but we watched it. It's, uh, it's amazing. What are you doing? Sorry, there was a piece of... There was a little hair floating. I was trying not to get it in my teeth. You don't want to die. You don't want to accidentally drink that hair. I could choke. And then I could die. Then who's laughing? Choking. Um, choke. It's seriously such a disturbing movie, but it's so... It, it was really good. I loved it. It was really weird. I loved it. I've never seen anything like it. It was unique. It was entertaining. It crossed the line disturbing. from like magical realism to like hallucination to back to magical realism. It just... It was, was awesome. It was a very windy, twisty way. It was like where the wild things are, but like sad and for grown-ups. With just a dash of schizophrenia. Yeah, there was definitely something, something like that. But it, but it's, yeah, it's like an adult fantasy movie. It's, it was cool. I liked it. Would recommend it. I liked it. it. Just a little gory. I mean... Not that gory. A little gory. In the sense that he's a corpse. A so. touch gory. But he's not really a corpse for that long. I'm not, I don't want to spoil the movie because I mean, people haven't seen it. you're kind of starting to spoil it. Well, it's in the trailer. He's like talking and stuff. He's not like a dead body. He is a dead body though. Well, let people just watch it. I feel like we've talked too much about it. All right, Jesus. Well, anyway. I, I have articles, but before we do that, I think we should probably start this. Oh, uh, with off. a little bit of a five-second rule. All right, let's do it. Oh, the one. game, the game we just started playing last week on the show, five-second rule. Do you need to? Ex- I think you should just assume this is somebody's first time listening to the show and explain what this is. Well, uh, if you don't know already, it's the game where I make Pat name three things within five seconds. The game is called the Five Second Rule. I didn't invent it. I just refuse to use the rules. So we're gonna use three cards and see if I do it. And what if I don't do it? Do you want to do it then? And if you don't do it, I'll kill you. <laughs> All right. What is it? Yeah. Like, there's no consequences, are there? No, I guess it's just for just getting our getting our repartee going. Name three unfounded beliefs. Uh, fuck what? Nah, I fucked that one up. Name three unfounded beliefs. No, I I can't. Democracy, uh, Christianity. Oh, I already meant, I already lost. That's too philosophical. That's too. That takes too much mental energy. Alright. Sorry. I mean, it's not like you're going to be tested on it. It's just an exercise. Uh, name three reasons you might wear a merkin. Uh, Pubic wig. Yeah. Uh, STDs, um, dirty pussy, and um, uh, uh, your ball. Yeah, alopecia. Were you counting? Yeah, I was. You went over. But I liked it. I, liked I was trying to think of the word fucking alopecia. Well... Luckily, I don't need the rules, so we could just say you... Well, what's the point of the game? Because it's an exercise, and it's funny sometimes, the shit you say. All right. One more. 
We got one more card, then we're going to go into these articles. Pat, you'll like this one. Uh, name three things you shouldn't do to your anus. Um, blow it out. Um, put stuff in it if you uh, don't want it there. And um, scratch. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want it there. I like how you had to clarify. Some people, some people want things in their ass. Oh my god, it's so funny. I, I was thinking myself. I don't want anybody playing with my um, my inside grapes, as uh, Henry Zabrowski once. would say. I dated a guy once. He liked things up his butt. That's all right. It's whatever you're into. I would. I just went by per. That was more personal preference than you're speaking me on dictating. Yourself. You know, the rules. <laughs> All right. Are we good? Uh, we're good. All right. We're you going to start off? You yeah. got half a, half a sad-ass, like, weekday lunch sandwich over there on your uh, your news. I don't want this peanut butter sandwich. Well, you got to eat it. You made it. You can't throw it out. Well, no shit. I just, I just like, my stomach's just feeling weird. What's like, Is it still feeling queasy? No, it feels better now, but I'm just not, like, I don't want to eat anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have my appetite, so it's fine. What a waste. I'm not going to throw it away. All right. What are you, my mom? Jesus. All right. So, we'll start out with my article, because I think it's better than anything you got. Wow. That's not true. Guaranteed. Well, we'll see. Um... The, uh, this article comes from the Shade Room. Four cops fired after accepting pizza bribes for not writing tickets. Four cops in Salt Lake City, Utah, have been fired for taking pizza as bribes for not writing parking tickets, according to KUTV. It seems that Cecilia Pizza and Kitchen owner Amaral Harara had an arrangement with city cops where he'd give them pizza in exchange for cops to give him quote-unquote warnings instead of parking citations for parking illegally near his pizza shop. Everything, oh, come on. I know. Everything was all good until Amaral got two parking tickets by a rookie cop named Jeff Clegg in the area. When Amaral went to complain about his tickets, <clears throat> the rookie cop blew the whistle. The fucking rookie. Hey, cab, baby. All yeah. cops are bastards. What an asshole. Apparently, there was an entire system in place, Jeff explained. If I see a menu of the restaurant in the lower left hand of the corner of the vehicle, it is either an employee or the owners of the restaurant's vehicle, and we are not to cite those vehicles. The deal has been going on for at least the past two years. Jeff claimed that he said something because he was fearful that if he didn't join the other cops in taking the pizza bribes, he would be harassed. Amaral avoided almost $19,000 in parking fines. What is this, the fucking departed? I kind of love it. Like, He's dropping pizza off. Who cares? Just Come leave on, it alone. Man. There are, there are actual on. laws to enforce right now. Like, we don't need to be... You know what I mean? Come on. It's just I guess pizza. it's like... It's just... It's fucking... Plus, lower. it's like, how convenient. You know, you get your lunch. There's got to be certain... Le- like, it, you got to be, like... I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for the guy. He had a system in place. It was working. I know. For once. Well, now he's got to just watch his ass. I mean, is it broken all the, like he just, the, the agreement's null and void now? Yeah, it's gone now. Because this idiot rookie cop blew the whistle. What a fucking prick. Right? What's that what fucking pussy. pig's name? What's Let's that? Let's see. name him. Let's see. That fucking. Uh, Jeff Clegg. Fuck you, dude. Ruining the party for everyone. Yeah, I, I like those other caps. I like that they did that. I respect them. I don't. I respect that law enforcement. Well. Rather lack thereof. 
There you go. All right. My turn. Mm-hmm. Are you done? I'm done. I can't like, believe you said that about my fucking articles, man. You haven't even heard any of them yet. Yeah, but One of them's to, really cool. But you have to admit, that was a pretty good one. It's a shade room. I don't usually quote them because their shit is, like, just too good, but... You should. This you one, you I, always talk about that website. I love, love the shade Gibby room. Gibby loves the shade room. Hey, man, get your celebrity news and gossip. All right. I'm going to preface this by saying I am not an avid or knowledgeable cryptocurrency person. Like, the bottom has dropped out. If you look at prices of them, the whole spike, everybody's talking about cryptocurrency kind of like around the new year. Yeah. Because it blew up. Um, and it's sort of stabilized, but it's it's kind of not. But I, I do invest some mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with it. But the reason I, I, th- I, I don't know. I'm going to, I, I, I think if something happens, I'll talk about it. So there was a massive dip, and I just got involved. That's that's actually why I got involved, because I was like, well, it's just going to keep going up. And then I saw Bitcoin drop below $10,000, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to get back in it. Or I'm going to get in it from, from the jump, because we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm not going to invest our life savings in it, but I have my own money kind yeah, of like... You know, well, you never know. Squared away, that isn't a part of our normal budget, that I can throw at something experimental like this, so... Um, so let, I don't know how much how much this is interesting. So if this interests you, um, cool. If not, let us know. Go fuck yourself. I won't talk about it because it's kind of out of the, it's out of the spectrum of what I usually like to go into. But yeah, with like finances and well, shit. Well, I think it's important. Mostly because I don't know fuck all about it. No, it's good. I know a little bit, but not a lot, really. Anyway, this is an interesting article about the dip from. Uh, I think it was actually two weeks ago at this point. Bitcoin storm. This is from Bloomberg. Bitcoin storms back from a, from dip below ten thousand dollars and white knuckle ride. Yeah, this was published January nineteenth. What day was that? That I think. That was only like two days ago. Yeah, that was like okay. Friday. So yeah, this is from last week. Bitcoin's wild ride to twenty eighteen turned breakneck on Wednesday, with the largest cryptocurrency plunging below ten thousand dollars for the first time in six weeks. Ooh before staging a rally to trade virtually unchanged. The gyrations took the digital coin across the trading range of more than 2,600 over 18 hours. Damn. It's a tumble to as low as $9,186, pushed a month-long route past 50%, and raised the specter for last year's 1,400% rally, which giving way to what many considered an inevitable bursting of the bubble. Bitcoin rebounded, 16,000 in the next four hours to trade at 10,780 as of 3.44 p.m. in New York, according to Consolidated Pricing Data collated by Bloomberg. So, yeah, I mean, it's... I'll say this. There's a lot kind of going on with it, which is, I think, what makes it the Wild West. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like mutual funds or whatever. It's not like super stabilized yet. So you'll get... um, kind of these ranges of um Skibby's turning the fan on, sorry. Um I'm trying to turn it off actually. Well you try anyway. Um so let me let me go on. Kinda of lost my train of thought there. The drama Wednesday was sparked by increased scrutiny from regulators around the world and spread across the digital coin realm in recent days, wiping out more than three hundred billion in value since January thirteenth. 
Bitcoin's losses reached 140 billion from its record of 19,511 on December 18th. That's kind of when everybody was like, what the fuck? We should have invested because it exploded. I mean, fucking people were made made so much money, made like millions of dollars off this shit. It blew up this year. Yeah, it did. Um, it's still higher by a by a, a thousand percent in the past year. Bitcoin was overbought and sentiment was ecstatic, said Ari Paul, chief investor and chief chief investment chief officer of uh, fucking Give me a fucking break. It's funny. I'm laughing. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Ari Paul, chief investment officer of Block Tower Capital Advisors. This is an overdue correction triggered by South Korean regulation fears. In South Korea, a hotbed of trading, regulators warn that they may shut down crypto- cryptocurrency exchanges completely after eliminating, limiting their operations. China is said to have intensified its curbs on trading of the digital coins extending restrictions to over-the-counter and peer-to-peer platforms after banning exchanges last year. In the U.S., the Securities Exchange Commission asked that at least 15 funds pull applications this month this month for Bitcoin-related exchange and traded funds. All right, the, that's left speculators across the globe struggling to determine how or when market watchdogs may rein in an industry that is decentralized and derives much of its value from anonymous ownership. Quote, we'll get sell-offs like this fairly regularly, I said. This, I think this is one of the more pronounced and pressworthy since it's affecting more people and dollars are at stake. The dollars at stake are greater, says Joe Van Heck, managing partner at Chicago-based Grace Hall Trading LLC. It's a great time to evaluate which of these coins have staying power, actually have utility going forward, and invest in those. So then we see some data viz kind of in the past year. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like essentially like the po- a Ponzi scheme, like where everybody, you're not like getting making anything or getting a profit, and you're kind of really profiting those who got in early. Right. But the thing is like, you are investing in whatever you can buy. So you can buy that top ownership. Mm-hmm. Like you could be the top owner in Bitcoin if you have more money. Yeah. Whereas like if you know you bought when it was really cheap and it was like $100 could get you 100 Bitcoins or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean then you'd be really on the ground floor and like making a ton of money at this point. But nevertheless, I have my own theories about it. About maybe what it could be, but... It is, it is super unregulated and, and like still kind of like, you know, what could happen w- with in regards to those regulations have yet to be determined. And it's, you know, I can understand if you have tens of, th- I read, I was reading articles about like these people on like blogging about last week's dip mm-hmm. and kind of, they, you know, they had all their money in it. Yeah. Cause they, cause they, you know, they saw it going up. Right. They knew they were going to make a ton. So they just stayed in it, stayed in the game, and then they lost. They they lost huge. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you bought before, it it spiked at like nineteen thousand dollars per Bitcoin. I mean, you were you were in hog heaven. You thought it was probably everybody thought it was gonna last. I think it was greed. These people they just ended up being greedy, because they were like, both the people who took their money out, and then stayed in. Yeah, like it was both cause and effect. 
of greed. Mm-hmm. So you have to always, I think, keep that in mind. You have to have some perspective on this stuff because it's still so new. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to experiment with. But I would throw like my life savings in this shit. You know what I mean? But some people did. Like they, well, they some did. People just, yeah. Well, they just wanted to get. They they were greedy and they wanted to get. They wanted to get rich really fast. Some people just really love to gamble. Ripple exploded. That one, but the bottom fell out of that big time. I mean, yeah. it's like you can't get it. I mean, you're not going to make. People that got in early made a shit ton of money, and now it's now it's over. I mean, there's hundreds of these different. I didn't realize how many different types of cryptocurrencies there are. There's fucking tons. Well, um, isn't it being created in Denmark? No, it's it's kind of like a, I mean, it's like a it's like a it's like a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. In a way, if you look at it that way, but it's transparent. So like, and I know I'm probably explaining. I'm not a fucking financial guy, so it's like if you're gonna scrutinize this. But how it appears is like, okay, I have a hundred dollars. Yeah. Bitcoin is this price. I'm gonna get this much of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting. I know how much it's worth. I know it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's dependent since there's no product. It's based on people putting money in. Like, right. it, I mean, certain. I think there are certain cryptocurrencies that are backed by, like bigger maybe um, businesses and things like that I mean Bitcoin's a pretty that was probably the most stable one yeah because it's the oldest I think it's the most well known and it's the most well known I think people didn't know about other stuff until now until like this past year yeah I didn't well I still don't Um, really know shit all about it but well there's certain people that like um, I know I was reading about Litecoin which is also trade. I use uh, Coinbase to trade my stuff because it's kind of pretty well established. It's mm-hmm. just an app you can see. Like with the, it's like a it's like trading in stocks, but it's it's coins. Litecoin's a, an alternative alternative coin. Mm-hmm. It's not worth nearly as much. It's maybe worth like one tenth of you know a Bitcoin on average. Yeah. Um, but the guy that founded it, I think his name's like John Chen or something. He realized anytime he would tweet. Anything positive or negative about the um, the coin or trading in general, he would see Litecoin go up and down, and mm-hmm. he's like, "This is not." I, I, he, he saw that it would be easy for a bad person who had a de- great deal of influence to cause fear. Or or prey on those who are greedy. Yeah. In, in just like tw- a tweet, so he sold all his stock and got out of it. Oh shit! I mean, it's money, so it's like it's gonna attract some really you know negative sort of primal, right? Greed based human desires. I mean, fear of losing money and wanting to get more. Jesus. So and there's no there's virtually no regulation on it like yeah. drug dealers use it and shit and it's like you know <laughs> it's because like, it's untraceable and it's not you know it's unregulated it's just yeah. you know it, it's worth what it's worth it's worth what people are buying it for and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. but what I said may may have like come out as gibberish or I may have been missing a huge part of it like I said I'm no expert I'm learning. I think it's interesting. I like the idea of not having, you know, a, a government owning current, like, you know, every government owning currency. I like that this is more egalitarian in that way. That yeah. it's like the people who invest in it 
even if it's just a little bit of their money, like have a have a part of something that's not part of any government. Like the thing like, is, you know, I wonder what would happen if there was a solar flare. It would all go away. Yeah, exactly. It would all go away. It's not gold. It's not cars. It's not even ha- like a house. No. Like you have, you basically, yeah, you have. But then again, a solar flare, we would all be fucked. I mean, everything we were, we have computers in our vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like it would happen while you were at work, and yeah. you'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm out of a job. Oh shit, I can't get home," and I'd have no way of contacting you. A solar flare would be real bad for everybody. <laughs> I welcome it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, this this article is almost done. Let me uh, let me wrap it up. Souring the mood in the market, cryptocurrency exchanges BitConnect says it's shutting down after receiving two cease and desist letters from state authorities for an unauthorized sale of securities and suffering from denial of service attacks. Wow, that's weird. Like they won't. Is that what that means? Denial of service? Yeah, it's what it sounds like. Like they won't give you your money. Well, one of the biggest trading flat platforms. Kraken was offline for over a day last week. A scheduled update went awry. I mean, that's what happens, man, with all this shit. It's like, you, you have, you know, there's no, there's no, like, F- FDIC back in this shit. Like, yeah. it's like, or there, there's no, it's, f- it's a fucking free-for-all. Yeah. It's crazy. In addition, some are blaming part of this route on the Lunar New Year as Asian traders cash out of their cryptocurrencies to travel and buy gifts for holidays that start February 16th this year. The sell-off has been amid relatively high trading volume with around 400,000 Bitcoin exchanging hands on January 15th and the highest since December 21st, according to the latest on Bitcoinery.org. Oh, sorry, Bitcoinity.org. In, it, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. When Bitcoin futures started trading last month on CME Group Incorporated and CBOE Global or Kobo Global Markets Incorporated exchanges, it triggered speculation that there would soon be a range of crypto and ETF and mutual fund offerings. That in turn would draw hordes of new investors and lift Bitcoin even higher. I assume. I don't I don't know what it I don't even know what crypto ETF but mutual fund offerings that's kind of I mean that's like a stable stock to buy into that's like what old people buy yeah you know sure. they buy mutual funds and shit yeah um so that's interesting I mean I don't know I think at a certain point if if everything were to work out well for me and, and everybody like me who invests in that stuff, you would want some stability to happen. Well, yeah. That's what I'm... I mean, I kind of like at this point with not having a ton of money involved and yeah. just having like an interest in it and an amount that I now currently own. It's like, well, it'd be nice if like the bottom didn't totally drop out <laughs> and like this, you know, more people did get involved. Right. And, you know, we did get certain regulations that, made that's you know made my investments safer mm-hmm. but I don't know well, I kind of like the wild west of it I like the fucking fact that it goes down to like two dollars not that low but you know what I mean yeah no we'll see well I heard on a podcast a while ago that the best things to invest in are 
things like what you're saying and weed. I've heard a lot about that. I bet weed, yeah. Well, you can. I saw somebody was talking about blockchains, like the thing that the type of scheme or whatever you want to call Bitcoin is, like where you have people kind of like putting in something to make it just inherently more valuable. Yeah. Putting more money down to yeah. make it more valuable. Um. You can't. I guess like you, there's a way to to make a cannabis like business out of that. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just saw somebody oh. tweeting. Look it up. Blockchain and cannabis I, I bet you could find some interesting articles about that actually hmm, many many assertions that digital coins represent a bubble have triggered double digit sell-offs over the past year often to be followed by rebounds it fell 26 percent in a week after reaching its peak in mid-december only to rally 21 percent in the next 10 days since then it posted only two gains in eight sessions bitcoin's market value was dropped to about 170 billion from a peak north of 310 billion. The December surge began after the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission agreed to allow trading in Bitcoin futures. The digital coin, the digital coin, is still higher by almost 1,000 percent from a year ago. I think that's that's pretty amazing. There are many great investors that are excited to see Bitcoin below 10k. And as a second opportunity to enter at a price they feared they'd never see again. That, and that's like, I mean, block towers, Paul said. I mean, that's kind of basically why I got, I, I said I was going to get into it. I know we were talking to like Jared and Ian and Emily and Lauren about it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get into it. But I looked at the price and I was like, ah, fuck, I missed the boat, man. Oh, yeah. well. And then I saw the fucking, what the prices were. And I was just like, shit, it was like almost double this a yeah. month ago. What the fuck, you know? I'll throw fucking a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I literally, that's all I got. I don't have that much in it. Like I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Well, we'll see. We'll and see it was down. It was down. Yeah. A few times, but I've been up more. I've looked this past week. It's like you know, not to say it's not gonna fucking be worth fifty dollars. Yeah. In a week, but it could be worth two hundred. <laughs> it ha- it was literally like you know like not not two hundred but it was like. I was up. It's like gambling. You just can't get too fucking involved in it. I just, I can't speak on it because I don't know anything about it. I know. It's interesting though. I'm just saying. If you have more information, I would. You should check it out. I think it's an interesting thing. Some people shit on it. Some people say the bottom's dropped out completely on it. And maybe it has. But that's also, that's how fucking shit happens is talk. People talked about it Mm -hmm. and that was the reason why it went up. Literally. Mm -hmm. It's not making anything. They're not like, they didn't discover a cure for small dick. Like, the shit is like... (laughs) Can you imagine investing in that, though? Oh, God. The prices would only go up. You know what I mean? This is literally like people like, hey, you should get into this. This coin is going to be worth this much because we got this many, you know, investors interested. Or they're going to put this much towards Well, one time, we were featured on Shark Tank. I wonder if any cryptocurrencies have ever been on Shark Tank. That'd That's a good be, question. That'd be interesting. I'm gonna look into that. Mr. Wonderful. He probably he's got his wonder wonder coin. What? Yeah, I'm just saying. Or Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban has like he, he's like trying to get Bitcoin uh at at uh what the fuck is his basketball team that he owns, the Mavericks? Oh, I fucking don't know. So he tweeted, he was like, We're gonna make it easier for people to use Bitcoin at our stadium. Like they're gonna you're gonna be able to pay with Bitcoin. I like Mark Cuban though. I feel like his shows interesting he seems to have an interesting he's always on the cutting edge of like tech stuff yeah exactly i mean that's how he got fucking so rich yeah exactly so So, i feel like if mark cuban says it i usually believe it 
Yeah. I don't think people... if People are still interested in it. It's just people are afraid of the regulations and stuff. And and how it's a... Glo- I mean, it's a global mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's relative to kind of the planet. People's fears and... Like I said. Mm-hmm. If you got a little spare chain, fucking 20 bucks. You could throw 20 bucks at it. Just just for fun. Spread it across like a bunch of different coins. You never know. But in a year, you could be up. I'm just saying. It's true. Anyway. It's all you. What do you got? So, my article comes from Popular Mechanics. The Pentagon confirms existence of Doomsday Torpedo. Yeah. Kill me. (laughs) Apocalypse now. A key U.S. nuclear weapons document confirms that the Russian government is developing the most powerful nuclear weapon in more than a half century. Why? A leaked copy of the Pentagon's nuclear posture review states that Russia is developing a new intercontinental nuclear-armed undersea autonomous torpedo. And my God, what a mouthful. No the shit. existence, yeah, Project Paperclip would have been a lot easier. <laughs> the existence of the weapon, known as Canyon with a K, to the Pentagon and Ocean Multipurpose System Status 6 to Russia was first leaked by Russian television in November 2015. A test involving the Seraph class submarine mothership was leaked in December 2016. The Nuclear Posture Report reports dated. January 2018 lists the weapon as part of Russia's underwater nuclear arsenal. Canyon is reportedly a very long-range autonomous water vehicle that has a range of 6,200 miles, a maximum depth of 3,280 feet, and a speed of 100 knots, according to the claims in leaked Russian documents. But my question is, like, how much can you believe them? What do you mean? The Russians? Yeah, these are leaked documents from Russia. Is it true or is it what they want us to think? Well, you can't base it on just one piece of evidence like that. I'm sure you'd have to have like some photography or some spies. They did. They, yeah. Giving you good intel, like first-hand accounts or something. I would hope that there's more than just... Because you can just make up... I mean, that's what they do. They love fucking feeding false... That's that's like... We're still in the Cold War, people. They're our fucking enemies. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they are trying to influence our shit as much as possible. Yeah. If I hear... So this is fear. I swear to God, if I hear one more goddamn American, red-blooded American, say, call someone else comrade and talk about socialism, I will shoot myself. Oh, come on. Contaminated areas bad. would be off-limits to humanity for up to 100 years if this shit went down. But what really makes Canyon nightmare fuel is the drone's torpedo payload, a 100 megaton ther- thermonuclear weapon. By way of comparison, the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima was 16 kilotons, or the equivalent of 16,000 tons of TNT. Canyon's nuke would be the equivalent of, that's a big number, um, 100 million tons of TNT? That's twice as powerful as the SAR bomb, the most powerful nuclear weapon ever tested. Dropped in New York City, a 100 megaton bomb would kill 8 million people outright and injure 6 million more. Cannon is designed to attack coastal areas, destroying cities, naval bases, and ports. The megabomb would also generate an artificial tsunami that would surge inland, spreading radioactive contamination with advancing water. 
To make matters worse, there are reports that the contaminated area would be off limits to humanity for up to 100 years. Canyon is designed to get around American ballistic missile defenses, primarily the ground-based interceptor missiles based in Alaska and California. Although GBI is meant to counter small numbers of intercontinental ballistic missiles from rogue countries such as Iran and North Korea, Russia wants to make it abruptly clear it could still penetrate U.S. defenses even if they were scaled up to deal with a larger, more powerful nuclear arsenals. Canyon's range and payload makes it much larger than existing torpedoes. According to submarine expert H.I. Sutton, Canyon is 5.5 feet wide and 79 feet long, making it twice as large as Bolova, Bol Bolova submarine-launched ballistic missile. Sutton also believes that the torpedo is nuclear-powered. The Russian Navy is testing Canyon from a Seraph-class Russian Navy submarine, the unique one-of-a-kind Serov, does not have any torpedo tubes of her own, but instead carries a nuclear-armed AUV external attached to the pressure hull. Damn. So apparently Russia has nuts, something man. that'll fuck us up. That is fucking crazy. Reportedly. Yeah. And meanwhile, North Korea is doing dumb shit, and we all think it's going to come from them. Well, then again, it is it is kind of like, we don't know. You know? Like, it's... That's fucking scary, though. It's but But it's like... Who's gonna? It's just posturing at this point. There's so many weapons. Cold War has always been about posturing. And there's so many weapons, and that we could all just fucking. Be, it's gonna be over. So it would be over so quick if it was Russia and the U.S. It would. It'd be crazy. It's like, why do you need more bombs? Who? What do you? What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like I don't know, dude. I don't think there's much reasoning with with a lot of these kinds crazy. of people. Fuck Russia. For sure. Anyway. Um, I'm gonna wrap this episode up because with uh, this next one. Well, you're gonna hear my astrology report because people will care about that. All right, why why don't you give me your astrology report, and then I'll do the the next article. All right, this article comes from astrology.com. As we kiss serious Capricorn season goodbye, thank the hardworking centaur for all of the new structures it created because they may not last. The rain. Awesome. <laughs> The reign of Aquarius is about to begin. Fucking hell yeah. It's the age of Aquarius. And it's the season for questioning everything. That's the fucking everything. season, right? That's when people fuck. When it's like the age of Aquarius. Yeah? It's like <laughs> sexy time. To kick it all off, we have Venus and the sun moving to Aquarius today. So be prepared for high-minded thinking and detached intimacy. The sun in Aquarius brings social issues, philanthropy, and visionary thinking to the forefront, sparking innovation <clears throat> and eccentric new ideas. Heady conversation abound, and personal freedom is paramount, while the sun transits the sign of the water bearer. With Venus and Aquarius, unconventional attitudes and aloof tendencies dictate our relationship. Wait a minute, is that what the Aquarius is? Is a water bear? Mm-hmm. The sign of the water like bear. Like a mermaid bear? No, like bearing water, like coming with like a giant oh, jug of water. Water bearer. You goof. Bearer. Oh, okay, I see. The My sign bad. of the water bearer is always interested in newness, so you may have an opportunity to break out of a stagnant romantic rut during this Venus transit. Aquarius doesn't like strings, commitments, or unnecessary drama. In fact, this placement of Venus... Save that drama for your mama. You would. In fact, this placement of Venus enjoys sharing without attachment. And the smooth, laid-back beats of this song I'm not going to reference, but they always want me to reference a song. 
There also is a flowing sextile occurring between Mercury and Capricorn and Neptune in Pisces tomorrow, creating an interesting intellectual atmosphere. Mercury rules the conscious mind and is reinforced by Capricorn's earthy influence, while Neptune rules the imagination. Pisces is a sign of the visionary and the intuitive yin of Mercury's clinical thinking. That's you, babe. This right. could, this could be an excellent day for understanding relationship dynamics and subconscious drive. So embrace the energy of Venus and Aquarius by allowing yourself the room to imagine a fresh way to relate to those you love. Nice. Do your thing. I love it. Quick, quick little report. Tight. All right, this one's from my buddy uh, Brad Patrick. Sent me this um, this article from Vice. Um, just to wrap up the wrap up the week and. Uh, you know, something fun. Uh-huh. People keep seeing the Mothman in Chicago. Yes, I love the Mothman. Oh, shit, the fucking Mothman, guys. Oh, he's my favorite. It was a normal summer night for John Armentrent. Uh, wait, I, uh, sorry. I wow. I have dyslexia, I guess, because I just, no, like, transposed don't. the fuck out of that name. Amitrano. Amitrano. Working a Friday shift at as security for Chicago's popular Logan Square hangout, The Owl. Weird. He was working at The Owl and he saw the Mothman. Very similar hmm. in their uh, visage. Hmm. But when we went outside, he saw something odd. I saw a plane flying, but also something moving really awkwardly under it, he told Vice. It did look like a bat so much as what illustrations of pterodactyls look like, with the slenderness of the head and the wing shape. I know what birds and bats look like. The thing didn't have any any feathers or fleur, fur, 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 Rick Fleur. Woo! Sir, are you drunk? <laughs> any feathers or fur? No, we didn't buy any beer. Sir, sir. I'm good. I'm. Not, I, we haven't drank on this episode in weeks. I'll have you know, probably months. I was. We're you know. not really talking to you. I was talking about this guy. Oh yeah, he might be drunk. Might be a little high. Might be on some fucking. Sir, have you taken any barbiturates? Maybe. In the last several hours. And it didn't fly like anything I'd ever seen. Amitrano added that the thing he saw, which, according to him, had muscular legs, a jutting tailbone. Wow, wow, wow. And a human-like shape flew in a, quote, strange swooping motion, undulating up and down. Sounds hot. After it flew away, he retrieved his phone from the charger in the bar and texted his girlfriend and close friends, what happened? I remember thinking... This was the worst time in the world to have my phone charging, he laughed. <laughs> what Amitrano saw that night was one of 55 reported Chicago area sightings of a flying humanoid in 2017. What? Accounts have been varied from a large black bat-like winged being, bewinged, <laughs> being with glowing red eyes to a big owl or something that resembled, quote, a gothic gargoyle or... The Mothman. Most eyewitnesses spotted the being in flight, but some particularly disturbing reports detailed it dropping onto hoods of cars, like fucking Batman, peering in through windows and swooping down bystanders. The alleged Mothman has captured the attention of the city from local media articles and rap songs to Halloween costumes and countless speculative Facebook groups. Oh, God, sorry. I had like a vomit burp yeah, stuck in my throat. Yeah, it sounded like you threw up a little. I got excited. I get pukey when I get excited. <laughs> Amitrano later remembered seeing something on a face on Facebook about the sightings. As he read more about the contact, he 
he contacted Lon Stickler, a self-described Fortean researcher who's been... I've never heard Fortean. Maybe that's a uh, a type of cryptid researcher. Oh, Fortean? Yeah. For, no, Fortean. <laughs> Not Fortean. Fuck. A meme researcher is a 4chan researcher. Zing! Who's been compiling all of the Chicago sightings on his website, Phantoms and Monsters. Stickler, whose book, Mothman Dynasty, colon, Chicago's Winged Humanoids, was released last month. Definitely self-published. Definitely (laughs) self-published. Was released last month has been investigating paranormal sightings since the late 1970s and claims to have been both a, quote, Mothman and Bigfoot. Since the rash of of sightings started in February, he's been painstakingly interviewing witnesses and documenting their accounts. Oh, I'm sure he has. According to Stickler, these Chicago sightings are unlike anything he's seen in his decades investigating alleged flying humanoid sightings. Quote, this group of sightings is historical in cryptozoology terms. For one, it's happening in an urban area for the most part, and there have been so many sightings in one period. He added that he believes that there are at least three flying humanoids around Chicago due to varied locations, the concentration of sightings in certain neighborhoods, and the small differences of eyewitness testimonies. The main reference point Stickler uses for explaining this phenomenon phenomenon was the wave of reported Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Hell yeah! From 1966 to 67, there were several reports of a large man-like bird with glowing red eyes. Local folklore later tied the monster to a bad omen connected with a tragic bridge collapse in 1967. Listen, we've all seen the movie with Richard Gere. That's right, the chapsticks in Point Pleasant, they have it. I'm just saying. They have all those like really cool props I'm in the Mothman Museum. It's tight. You go check it out. You have to go to the Mothman Museum. What are you doing if you haven't already been there? It's pretty cool. You're they got a cool statue. Asshole. It's awesome. If you haven't done this yet. The sightings were po- popularized by John Keel's 1975 novel, The Mothman Prophecies, mm. which was later adapted into a 2002 film starring Richard Gere and Laura Linney. Ever, and since 2002, the town has commemorate, commemorated the Mothman sightings with an annual festival. Sickler doesn't want to be a sh- want to doesn't believe that what Chicagoans have been seeing are harbingers of bad things to come. Quote: These beings are less aggressive than the one in Point Pleasant. For the most part, I believe overall that there was only one being in the Point Pleasant area during that period. He's not sure why Chicagoans are seeing what they've been seeing. He theorized, quote, I think they're all flesh and blood beings that aren't of this world. Dr. David DeGallo is a psychologist from the University of Chicago whose research deals with memories specifically of how people actively and sometimes inaccurately reconstruct the past. Studying why people believe or are rare skeptics of paranormal psychic phenomenon a fan of the Mothman prophecies, he offered his own explanations for what's happening in Chicago. It's a selective sample. When people are choosing to report sightings, the basis of data on which the, your paranormal researchers are collecting is, is all self-report, he said. A phone call. He's not just sampling random people and asking if they saw the Mothman. He's counting the number of people that voluntarily came forward to report the sighting. Does that make sense? Uh, kind of. That the people who come forward are drunk? I don't know. He's saying, like, 
they're coming forward on their own. He he's not like who's seen the Mothman and just talking about those people. He's he's getting he's getting reports from independent sources. I see. So it's different. It's different than throwing out there like there's a there's a fucking Bigfoot in Valley Village. So you'd get probably if people were willing to come forward, you'd get plenty of people saying but if you said you saw something weird, yeah. The chances of people s- describing the same thing are lower, so you know what yeah. I'm saying. There's a I difference. See. That's how. That's how. If you're doing a pro, if you're doing proper research, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Po- it's poisoning the well. That's really it's, interesting. So, according to Gallo, these people are likely to visit paranormal centric websites like Sticklers. Might also be more inclined to believe in the therefore witnesses of existence of a Mothman. Ideas about the supernatural can be culturally transmitted, transmitted, and socially transmitted. When incidences of UFOs are reported in the media or represented in popular culture, more sightings happen. I've heard it called the Will Smith effect. Oh, fuck that. Call it something better. Call it the fucking... Because it was in maybe Independence Day. Fucking Will Smith. Awful. Guy sucks. But Stickler doesn't buy that explanation. Quote, we have to have very few cranks from what I can tell, which I think is pretty unusual. If the media would have picked up on it more than it has... I think there would be more would have we would have more fraudulent sightings. Mm, yeah. So many things could be different factors for why there's such a big uptick in sightings, Gallo stated, adding that he doesn't deny these witnesses saw something out of the ordinary. Quote, there's a phenomenon that there's basically some real witness witnessed experience. But if there are holes or gaps in the original experience, something sometimes the mind is able to fill in those gaps. Because of this, Gallo warned. Quote, if something is suggested to them subs- subsequently as a plausible scenario like the Mothman or whatever, that person might be inclined to fill in the gaps with that. Mm, yeah. While Gallo's theories for why people have been seeing the flying humanoid helps soothe the nerves of Chicagoans afraid to look up in the sky, Armentrano still believes that he saw something that night. The reason I said something in the first place is that nobody wants to say anything because they don't want to be perceived as a crackpot or crazy person. That's so weird. I wonder why they would think that. That doesn't mean that those things don't happen. Keep an open mind, ladies and gentlemen. And that's it for this week. I have to drop a fucking shit right now, so I we have to wrap this up quick. All right. And I don't know if you could tell, but I was like rushing it there at the end. I actually could not tell, but... Awesome. Got through that one. So thanks, everybody. Follow me, Batstains, on Instagram, Gibby, at uh, Gibby Kane. Hey, you got it on everything. On, on everything. Uh, Kane Train Pod on Twitter and Kane Train Podcast on Instagram. I'm doing a better job of posting more. Hey. Um, if you're funny, I'll follow you back for sure. Um, send us emails so we can read them on air. Um, and I have nothing else to add. I think I think that's asshole. it. Yeah, we're almost done an hour. Let's get. Can we get fifty more seconds out of you're it? You're the one who's talking about how he needs to shit. I thought I would have been over an hour. I haven't looked at the clock. I don't know what you want from me. In this what are you situation? gonna do with the rest of your day? The rest of your weekend? I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna get high as fuck. That's what I'm gonna do. That's it. Damn. <laughs> I'm gonna eat some Susie cake and clean. Oh, I can't wait for this. I got a so I had a I had a chocolate chip cookie with my coffee when we were watching. TV earlier, right yeah. before the pod, just give me a little energy. Yeah. It did. But I got that peanut butter. I don't even know if I'm going to eat it. Maybe I'll save it for tomorrow. Like, okay. You think it will still be good? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I'm going to save it for tomorrow. All right. 
Because I'm fucking pumped for it. I I'll be real. I love Suzy Cakes. I've not tried their peanut. I'm a big peanut butter dessert guy. Dude, Suzy Cakes. It's fucking crack. That's lit. All right. We are now at an hour, so I'm going to go poop. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Girl, bye.